What is up, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Nostalgia and Now with Laguna Biatch. As always, it is your host, Kelly. And it's kind of funny, I always apologize about Gail or Jolene because they're so loud. But someone was like, we don't even hear them. So if you hear Gail crying, I'm telling you that she hates when I record. I don't know what it is, but it like triggers something deeply disturbed in her. And she's like circling my chair, just yelling at me. So again, if you do hear her, I want to apologize. If you don't hear her, that's cool too. That's preferable, honestly. Um, If you celebrate the 4th of July, I hope you had an awesome 4th of July. I ate so many hot dogs and just had a good time. Unfortunately, I did have to work the following day. But 4th of July is my favorite holiday. I just, I've always loved it. You know, growing up, it was always stressful being with divorced parents, being like, oh, whose house am I going to stay at for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and all this bullshit. But 4th of July, it was always like, okay, I'm going to a pool. So whichever parent's friend has a pool, that's what parent I'm going with. Usually it was my mom. Her friends always had like a big party. We always had so much fun. So yeah, if you celebrated, I hope you had a great time. If you just decided to stay in and binge watch the show Manifest on Netflix, I understand that too. Almost wanted to cancel my plans just so I could finish it. I have been told that it ends on a cliffhanger and it has been canceled, but you know what? I can handle it, maybe. Seriously though, I guess Netflix passed up on like renewing it as a series, but I'm hoping Hulu swoops in or something because the show's really good. I actually really like it. I didn't think I would. It is starting to get a little like sci-fi type of show. But overall, I really, really like it. Josh Dallas is a little hotty toddy. I never watched Once Upon a Time. I feel like when that came out, there were just a lot of shows in my wheelhouse and I really didn't have time to, to watch it. But I know people loved that show. I do remember that. I think it was on the same night as Grey's Anatomy. But guys, I need to talk to you about something, okay? I need to chat with you. I need to chat to the podcast fan because I feel like we, we got something special and you guys like to help me with advice or maybe you don't like to, but you do anyway. And I appreciate that so much. You know, I love a good little dear diary moment, but I'm starting to get like really stressed. So I'm someone, it's really hard for me to live in the moment. I'm always nervous about the future. I can't stop thinking about the future and it's starting to stress me out more than ever. Basically, my friend is getting married in October. I'm going to be in the wedding. I can't wait to be there, but it's starting to get stressful because When we were all originally asked to be in the bridal party, we were all single. And now I'm the only one without a date. And it's kind of gotten to the point where I'm like, all right, I've always been the single friend. Like it used to be funny. And now it's just like frustrating. (laughs) And I'm not mad at my friends for bringing dates. I understand that's what you do for a wedding. I could ask one of our like other friends to come with me, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm kind of like, wow, I'm really going to be single for a really long time. And I also know that's my fault because I don't put myself out there. So guys, what the fuck? (laughs) I don't know if anyone else feels that way. It's kind of like you've always been the single friend because it's hard for you to put yourself out there. And I'm not like mad. Like I said, I'm not mad at my friends for bringing dates. But in my head, I was like, yeah, we'll all be single. Like it's one of the last times that we'll all hang out like as single people other than the bride, of course. But now I'm just kind of like, well, shit. (laughs) And again, I know this is probably something I should do in therapy rather than on a podcast. But you know what, guys? We're close, right? (laughs) I do want to let you guys know that in two weeks, there may not be a podcast just because I do take a week off between seasons of the podcast. And then in August, I'll be missing a weekend. So there will be a couple weekends like coming up that I won't be able to record and there probably won't be a podcast that week. I'll obviously keep you guys updated. You know you guys know everything about my life at this point anyway. 
But yeah, the whole wedding thing has really just stressed me out because, again, I've never minded being the single friend until recently. Until recently, it's starting to bother me. And know what I should do? I should put myself out there and try and date. But that's scary, guys. I don't know. It's a weird place to be in. And I really feel like turning 30 is kind of fucking with me more than I thought it would. Originally, I was like, oh, it's just an age, like, whatever. And now I'm like, ah, I'm like running with a fucking chicken with my head cut off is how I feel right now. And I just, I keep thinking about crazy things, like thinking of the future. I'm like, all right, I have two cats now. How am I going to move? How about you, you got your lease until May, girl? How about you just slow your roll a little bit? Because I've said on the podcast, I do want to eventually move back to the Northeast. I want to be closer to my nieces. I miss them a lot, and I mean, I've been here for almost four years, and I'm kind of like, you know, it's starting to wear off. And if you are new to the podcast, I am originally from Massachusetts. I currently live in Nashville, but I do think my time here is, is slowly coming to an end, and by slowly, I mean like really quick. And even this morning, I was like looking at all my stuff. I'm like, how am I going to move all this? And again, it's like, you don't, you won't maybe even move until after May, You got time. (laughs) I can't be the only one, right? You guys are like, get on some CBD right now. Calm yourself down. I'll be like, all right, all right, I'll have my THC lemonade and calm down. I also wanted to thank you guys for joining the Friday Night Lives that have been coming back. I think I've done three out of the last four weeks. And it's just, it's fun to be back. It's like old times, I feel. And yeah, I'm just, I'm excited for the page. It's almost at 70K. You know, it has been a long time we've been doing this, and I just, I love talking to you guys, love hanging out, and Gail's talking some shit. That's all I can say. Gail is out of her mind. So, really quick story about Gail. She has only been an indoor cat since April, I found out. I just read her, like, vet vet bills or whatever, and she's only been an indoor cat for, like, two months. So, it makes sense why she's so vocal, why she wants all my human food. But we love her, right? We gotta, we gotta love her. I also want to thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast last week. We actually charted in so many places. Um, probably the craziest I saw was Lithuania. My family is Polish and Lithuanian and Irish. So I was like, hell yeah, my papa would be so proud to see that. Um, but I know you guys listen from all over the place. And I just, again, as always, thanks for hanging out for like an hour. Um, we are going to talk Free Britney. There was obviously a lot of stuff that went down after Troy and I recorded. We're going to talk Hills New Beginnings. We're going to talk The Hills. we got a whole bunch of shit to talk about, so let's get into it. So this week on TRL, yes, I'm bringing the segment back. Yes, I might change it out. Yes, I may not have it every week, but I do want to have it for this week. The top shows and movies on Netflix are at number 10, Somos. Number 9, The World's Most Amazing Vacation Rentals. And it almost reminds me of The Fabulous Life of... I don't know if you guys remember that on VH1, Fabulous Life of like Paris Hilton or whoever it was, but I used to fucking love those shows. I swear that's what like catapulted me into liking pop culture, being like, I need to become famous so I can have my own island. (laughs) At number eight, we have Sweet Tooth. At number seven, The Bureau of Magical Things. Number six, The Seven Deadly Sins. Number five, Coco Melon. You know Coco Melon is always going to be in the top 10. I know you guys love Coco Melon. Number four, Sophie, A Murder in West Cork. Number three is Sex Life. And I haven't watched it, but I've been told there is some male frontal nudity in that show. And apparently it's like big, like big, 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 big. And some people say it's real. Some people say it's a prosthetic. Um, Apparently it happens in episode three. Again, I have not watched it, 
But if you're interested in, in seeing that, apparently episode three of Sex Life on Netflix. Number two is Too Hot to Handle. And then number one is Manifest. Like I said, I've been watching that like crazy. I really like it. I hope another network picks it up because I think now that it's on Netflix, it has a really strong fan base. So it's kind of like, why wouldn't you just re-pick it up? Because people are obviously going to fucking watch. Now we have the top 10 iTunes worldwide songs. At number 10, Leave Before You Love Me by Jonas Brothers and Marshmallow. Number nine is Butter by BTS. Number eight is Justin Wellington by Iko Iko. It's I-K-O, I-K-O. Number seven is Save Your Tears, Ariana Grande and The Weeknd. Number six is Astronaut in the Ocean by Masked Wolf. And I feel like that has been on the charts for a really long time. Number five is Friday by Written and Nightcrawlers. Number four is I Want to Be Your Slave by Main Skin. And I listened to it and I didn't hate that song. I wasn't sure what to expect. I almost thought it was going to be like screamo hardcore music, but it isn't. Number three is Good For You by Olivia Rodrigo. And guys, I have to tell you, getting a little sick of this song. I didn't think I would. I like this song. I really liked this song. But now I'm like, all right, guys, we get it. Olivia Rodrigo is very talented. Let's not play her every 15 minutes. And by when I say that to people, I'm talking to myself. Like, I need to stop just having her on rotation. Number two is Beggin' by Main Skin. Again, they have the number two and number four spot. And then number one is Bad Habits by Ed Sheeran, which you guys know I called it a big old flop. I stand by my words. I don't care if it's number one worldwide. I can't get into this song. I think Ed Sheeran is much better than this song, and I feel like that's why it's so difficult for me to accept this. Now, for my top ten this week, I wanted to do my top ten Britney songs. I feel like it felt like the right time for it. So they go as follows. At number 10, Toxic. Number nine, Circus. Number eight, Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman. Let me tell you something. If you're kind of going through it and you maybe have a glass of wine or two, or even if you're driving, like this is one of those driving songs, you will cry if it's the right moment. I have cried to I'm Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman more times than I'd like to admit. It's like crying to pretend to be nice by Josie and the Pussycats. It's just a song you can cry to. Number seven is Mona Lisa. Number six is Liar. Number five, Every Time. Number four, Don't Go Knock My Door. Number three, Overprotected. Number two, Stronger. And then number one, Me Against the Music. Those are my top Britney songs. I would love to know your top Britney songs. If you put them in your story, make sure you tag me on it so I can repost it or join the Facebook group and we will have a Britney conversation there or tweet it to me, whatever you, whatever you want. I just, I wanna know what Britney songs get you going. And also really quick, if you haven't watched This Is Pop on Netflix, I highly recommend that one. I know I should have talked about it earlier, but it is a great little series that they have on there. And I wanna thank Sweden for giving us so many bops over the years. You'll, you'll know what I'm talking about after you watch This Is Pop on Netflix. So this week we are going over season four, episode 19. It's called Mr. and Mrs. Pratt. And I want to tell you guys, Amazon Prime has taken the hills off of their lineup. It is now on Paramount Plus, And I believe Pluto TV has a hill station, but I could be wrong. That is a free app that you can have on your Fire Stick or Roku, whatever you have. And I believe it's always on the MTV app. But the MTV app's kind of hard to use. Just throw, just saying. But we start the episode off with previously on The Hills. We're reminded that Whitney is going to be working or interviewed 
for Diana von Furstenberg in New York City. She's ready to take a change in her new life, and we're reminded that Whitney also said, I want to do this for myself and no other reasons. But we all knew there were other reasons, Lauren says in her little recap, and we all know it's for that boy, that Australian Justin Bobby. Everyone was telling Heidi that Spencer was no good for her, but she didn't listen. No, she did not. Heidi definitely never listened to anybody, and obviously they're still together, so there's some kind of chaos between them that works. And he was about to convince her to do something that could not be undone. Well, technically this could be undone. I feel like you'd need some lawyers maybe to get it undone, but this is something that could be undone, Lauren. (laughs) We start the episode off and we have Spidey in Mexico. They're in Cabo, Cabo, Cabo. What happens in Cabo stays in Cabo, unless it's filmed on MTV. But they walk out to the balcony, they look over the ocean. It's absolutely beautiful. They definitely have like a presidential suite or something. It's an absolutely gorgeous view. It's nice to get out of town, but why now? Heidi asks. Our relationship is best when it's you and me. It's always other people trying to tear us apart, whether it's your mother, your former best friend, your sister or my sister, or work. And all I could think of when he was saying this is when he mocked Lauren, being like, I want Heidi all to myself. Nah, Spencer, I think you want Heidi all to yourself. And I feel like he's even said that in recent interviews where he's like, yeah, it's weird sharing Heidi with Gunner. And I'm like, I hope you're joking. (laughs) But Heidi's happy with this surprise. I have a feeling this will be the most memorable vacation of your life. And she's like smiling. She goes, buckle up, baby. (laughs) I'm like, there's the Snapchat Heidi that we see sometimes. Um, Sometimes she does show herself in the original Hills and you're like, okay, so it's not that far from Heidi. Like Snapchat Heidi really worries me. But then I see her, you know, acting like Snapchat Heidi, and I'm kind of like, okay, so this is maybe who you really are. Back in LA, we are at People's Revolution, and Whitney is on the phone, and she gets the call that she got the position. She's like, no way. Yes, I'll be there as soon as I can. I I will start immediately. And Lauren is so excited for her, and I think it's actually like a genuine excitement for Whitney. I think she's so happy for Whitney, and I kind of wonder if they knew that the city was happening. I'm going to assume that the city was already kind of in place and Lauren was kind of like, yeah, maybe now the spotlight won't be on me so much. But Whitney looks across the desk at Lauren and she goes, I got the job. Are you taking it? I just, I have to go for it. And Lauren does, like I said, actually seems really excited for Whitney. Perfect job, perfect boyfriend. Like Lauren leans on the boyfriend thing a lot. She brings up the boy thing like quite a bit. And I almost wonder if she is the friend who's like, if you don't have a boyfriend, like, what's wrong with you type of thing? Because she was probably, like, sneaky dating Derek Huff or Chase Crawford or um, Kyle, whatever his name is, at this point. But right away, Whitney's like, I'm going for the job. Right, not boyfriend, just a guy you should totally date. Then Whitney's like, oh my god, I have to tell my parents, they're gonna freak out. And Lauren, right away, she's like, we need to celebrate. I think we could have a celebration drink. And I'm like, Whitney, don't sound too excited. But you know, she's probably in shock. The fact that she got this call, she's ready to go to this job. And right away, Lauren's like, you got to get a boyfriend. You got to get drinks with me. Yep, that's what you got to do. Whitney's like, I need to tell my parents. She's like, no, you need to celebrate with me. But it is a big change. Whitney, Whitney's moving across the country. Our girl's growing up. Now back in Mexico, we are drinking champagne on the patio. And Spencer's sitting there in his swimsuit. Heidi is rocking a bikini, looks great. They cheers. And she's she's like walking up to him. She's like, 
Mm. She's like speaking in French, I believe, to him. I can't really remember what she says, but she sits down in between his legs and he's like, oh, is this what we're doing? This is, uh, this is pretty sexy. When we met, you were so carefree. And Heidi right away, she's like, I know I didn't have my mom yelling at me all the time back then. This is why I brought you here. This is our life. Heidi and Spencer time. I will work on not letting my family affect me. And I will work on trying to not let your family affect me. It's just so awkward. Like, I don't know. Again, you know, this is when it's that moment. And one thing that actually Spidey said during their latest podcast, because yes, I have been listening to their podcast. They sucked me in. I hate every moment of it, but I'm listening to it. They were like, yeah, you know, it blurs the line sometimes. Some things are scripted, but it still blurs the lines between cast members here and there. And I was like, okay, so that is probably what happened a lot during the original Hills as well. Because I genuinely do not believe everything was fake. I mean, if you listen to him on, I believe, Brad Gertzky. I've talked about this podcast before. I forget the podcast name. But Spencer was like, no, you know, I, sometimes I rewatch and I'm like, no, I meant that. I'm not scripted when I say these things. And I think that's something we all need to keep in mind. As fans of The Hills, I know we get a lot of shit. All right, I get a lot of shit. They're like, well, it was fake anyway. I'm like, listen, here and there it was fake. I'm not going to say it wasn't fake, but I'm not going to say it was totally fake either. You know what I mean? So back in LA, we are at Audrina's house and Steph visits. And I feel like that's random because Steph and Audrina never really had a close-knit relationship. But they show up. We see Justin's there. Justin and Steph hug. And I was kind of like, I didn't even realize that like Justin and Steph ever interacted on the hills until the reboot happened. I didn't know you guys were still hanging out, Steph says, the little pot stirrer. And again, I do kind of miss her stirring the pot on the hills. She's fucking bananas. So I get why they didn't have her back, especially for some of the stuff she said. But she could stir the pot like no other. But Steph and Audrina catch up and Steph says she that Heidi didn't show up for shopping. She's like, have you talked to Heidi? And Audrina's like, I wrote her a few days ago, but I haven't heard back. So she's like, you know, we were supposed to go shopping. She didn't show up. She talks to my mom every day, and my mom doesn't know where they are. Maybe they're in Santa Barbara, Audrina says. They'd need keys from my parents, and they didn't get keys. And Steph is very worried because there's a plane ride rule in their family. You text before you take off, and you text when you land. And I feel like that's a pretty solid rule to have. My family's always like, let me know when you get there safe, basically. So I get it. I get where you're coming from, Steph. And she's like, for them to just disappear is so weird. And she's trying to look all serious and stuff. And out of nowhere, you hear Justin Bobby go, you should put up some signs or something. I laughed out loud when he said that. Justin Bobby can be very funny. Can he gaslight everybody? Yes. Is he funny? Yes. But yeah, I actually, I did laugh out loud when I heard that because clearly I forgot about that. So now we're back in Cabo. This is a very back and forth episode, if you can't tell already by the recap. But we have Spidey drinking. They're drinking tequila. Heidi's dancing in her seat this time. She's not on the dance floor like she is in New Beginnings. Are you even going to remember this conversation? Spencer says with like a big smile, smile on his face. And then he just keeps going on. He's like, I know how you are after some Patron. And I'm going to play you an audio clip in three, two, one. Um, what if we were to just go... Get married and don't tell anybody, and then it's just us. A loco and la cabeza. For real. For real. Think you've had one too many Patron shots. No, for real. <laughs> Let's just get you married. For real, Jose. It's the only way it's ever going to work out. I'm being serious. Well, and... me too. Okay. Uh, okay. Go shots, Patron. 
Or your your most top shelf uh, tequila, even above Patron. Which one, guys? Is? Even that whole scene made me laugh. I don't know why I find it so funny, but she goes, she says like, yes way, she tried to say yes way, Jose, but she kind of like fucks it up somehow. I don't know. It's just, it's so bizarre. And I'm like, I guess Heidi has always been wild whenever she drinks tequila. But the way they're acting, I'm like, are you guys doing more than tequila? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Allegedly, Jim Bunny, allegedly, allegedly. Now back in LA, we are at Whitney's going away party and this scene is kind of long and it's actually a really sweet scene. But of course there are no audio clips from the scene because it is like in a restaurant, it's kind of loud. I know the last video of voiceover was a little loud, but it was necessary. But we see Lauren, Audrina, and Lo walking in, and we find out that Whitney leaves in just a couple of days. Like, she's not sticking around. She got the job. She's fucking out of there. I can't even talk about it. I'm so sad, Lauren says. And when they walk in, we see Whitney, who looks super pretty. Her hair, Whitney is super pretty. Like, she's always very pretty. But in this scene, it, like, stuck out to me the way she looked, the way she had her hair, like, just everything. She looked incredible. But they all hug, and we see Brody showing up, too. And then we see Jeff, Whitney's dad. Um, I know he has passed away, so this is actually, like, I'm sure if she, I know they recap episodes, and I'm sure this will be, like, an emotional one to watch for those two, for Timmy and Whitney. But this is such a sweet moment. He, like, looks at her, he goes, you'll come back every weekend to see us, right? Oh, what a dad thing to say. Don't worry, dad, I'll be back. It's sad, Lauren says. It's like Lauren and Lo kind of sitting off to the side. And Lauren just goes, it's sad. And Lo like shimmies her shoulder. She goes, she's going to be a career girl. <laughs> I'm proud. It's a big deal to move. She, she has like one friend in New York and a boy. Lauren makes sure to add that boy. She's like, and she has a boy. She's a fucking boy and I'm single as fuck. What the fuck? But then we see Brody getting a hug from Whitney, and by getting a hug from Whitney, he's standing behind her with his arms completely wrapped around her body, and she looks so uncomfortable. She's like very stiff, looking like very awkward, and he's like, nah, he's not your boyfriend yet, right? It's not official. <laughs> like, Brody, leave Whitney alone. You have to ask for a hug. You can't just take a hug. But when I saw that little moment, I was like, they made out. Whitney talked about how her and Brody made out at like a bar in Vegas at some point after the hills ended. But we go back to Audrina, Lo, and Lauren who are sitting at their own little area and Audrina mentions Steph. She said Heidi and Spencer totally disappeared and Lauren just kind of sips on her drink and nods her head and Lo continues texting like nobody cares. They're like, okay, bye. But Whitney's dad says he has a toast. He says he's proud of her, wishes her success. And then he goes, we hope you can convince them to run their West Coast office, we love you, be safe. Everybody does a cheers. Again, just a very sweet moment between parents loving their daughter, being so proud of them. And Whitney is like kind of crying, but her mom is definitely crying. Her mom is like blotting her eyes and holding, not even holding back tears, letting the tears out as you should. It's healthy to cry. But she's sitting next to Whitney and out of nowhere, she just turns to the girls, and the girls meaning Audrina, Lauren, and Lo. She goes, okay, girls, what's new? And it's just, it's a cute moment. Like I, that's what makes me think there was more of a friendship than Whitney led, leads us to believe. I know we should probably believe Whitney in this, but her mom's like talking to the girls and kind of like making them, I don't know. It reminded me how I was with like some of my friends' parents. You know what I mean? But Whitney 
moves over next to Lauren and she sits next to Lauren and like, it looks like she's gonna braid her hair, then she stops touching her hair and just kind of like hugs her. Whitney's been my advice giver for many years, Lauren says to Whitney's parents. And in my head, I'm like, and you have not listened to her once. You haven't. It's funny, with my friend Callie, I'm always like, I need your advice. She's like, you don't listen to me anyway. I'm like, yeah, I know, but I still need it. Whitney, I like this boy who doesn't like me. What do I do? And she'll be like, well, Lauren. <laughs> as soon as it hits me, I'll break down and call you guys, Whitney says with like a big smile on her face. She's like, I'm never going to call you people again. But I don't know, this scene just made me emotional, and I don't know if it's because I've kind of gone through that moving away from home. I remember my last night, I was like ready to cry. Actually, you know what fucking happened my last night home? I will never get over this. My parents, my dad and stepmom were driving my car down to Nashville, and my brother was bringing me to the airport the following morning at like 5 a.m. Like I had to be there really early. And of course I'm stressed just to begin with. I have to bring girl on a plane. She's 17 years old. How is she going to do on a flight? She's going to, you know, just obviously there were a lot of emotions. My brother had a party the night before. I was kind of like, Tom, like, you don't want to spend time with me. You don't want to hang out. You just want to like have a party because we all lived at my dad's house at the time. And recently he was like, that was kind of a shitty thing to do. I'm like, hello. Yeah, <laughs> I've forgiven him. But no, um, I do remember like seeing my friends for the quote unquote last time. Obviously, I've seen them a lot since. But that's a really, it's a tough thing to do. And it's like, you feel like you're saying goodbye forever. And I can remember like my friends would hang out and I'd get mad at them. And then I'm like, why am I mad at them? You know what I mean? It was just like, in my head, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe they're hanging out without me. It's like, Kelly, you live 1800 miles away. Of course they're fucking hanging out without you. Anyway, back to Mexico. Heidi and Spencer are still partying and she's drinking more. And he goes, you're gnarly. Did you finish that? And Spencer keeps pushing marriage again. And she's like, I don't know, Spencer. He's like, it's a secret. It can be our little secret. We're only going to call the paparazzi. That's it. But I'm going to play the second and last audio clip of the episode in three, two, one. I don't know, Spence. I feel like... Your mom. You don't have to your tell Nana, anyone. Your That's mom. the whole point. It's a secret Mexico wedding. It's for us. It's like we've been through so much. And my, I just, I just don't want to be a, in a relationship that's not going anywhere. I'm ready to get married and take it to the next level. It's not going anywhere. Of course it's going somewhere. Right. We're never going to get married with yes, your family. Yes, we are. Your it's mom true. will never approve of it. And you don't have to tell anyone. It's our secret marriage. No drama, no stress. Just you and me. No plan. I mean, it would be so crazy. Hasn't our relationship been that pretty much? You think we should really do it? Heidi, Montag. When I'm with you, you make me want to be nicer. And that's why I just am madly obsessed with you. And it's pretty apparent the fact that I haven't left your side in nearly two and a half years. And I pretty much keep you from the whole world. You are just my angel. Let's just do it. We'll tell nobody. It'll just be you and me, about us, for us. I promise. I promise. It has nothing to do with anybody but us. Let's just go do it. Let's just... That whole scene makes me, like, cringy a little bit. He's like, I keep you away from everybody. I, I, you're all I have. You're all I want. I'm all you need. It's very red flag, if you ask me. That's all I'm going to say. Obviously, I'm sure Heidi was in on the whole wedding thing, but they definitely played it up well. They end up making out, like, really heavily. Not those weird, like, tip-of-the-lip kisses that they tend to do. They make out really hard, and she just goes, I'll show you what a wife does. I'm like, what? 
back in LA. We are at lunch with Lauren and Whitney. And Lauren is wearing that blue plaid shirt. I've talked about it the last few episodes. They like must pass around this shirt or just all have their own blue plaid shirt. But it's definitely similar to the one that Audrina was wearing, that the one Audrina's sister Casey was wearing. Yeah, they're just going to say that. But Whitney doesn't even know how she will grocery shop, which is funny. She's like, I don't know. Do I like take a train to the grocery store? I don't know how to live in a city. And I'm kind of like, that's a really good point. Moving to a city is like way different. I don't even know how people grocery shop in New York City. But Lauren says Whitney will make good friends. She's like, you'll make new friends. You'll make good friends. I feel like we've grown up with each other, Whitney says. And then Lauren starts talking about the first day when they were forced to change their outfits and they start joking about how they were matchy-matchy. And Whitney's like, what's the first thing we did? I don't even remember. And Lauren reminds her about the young Hollywood party when they let Heidi in. And of course, Heidi, Audrina, Brian, and Jordan were all invited to that party. But there's a part of me that wonders if Lauren was in on any of it. You know what I mean? I kind of feel like production just didn't tell Lauren. Other cast members just didn't tell her anything. So, like, she wasn't in on the jokes. Do you know what I mean? Because, again, if Lauren Conrad really acted that way and she knew what was going on, like, bravo, 100 Oscars to her. But Lauren starts getting choked up, and they were like, we're so lucky to have found each other. They both end up crying, and Whitney gets in her car and drives off. It's a very sad scene. So, it, it, again, it made me a little choked up. I can't lie. And, again, I liked Whitney, and at this point, I don't think we knew about the city, so we were kind of like, goodbye, Whitney. May, may you have a nice life in New York. We'll never hear from you again. Now back in Cabo, Spencer is in bed. He's yawning. He's tired. I'm worn out. I just got married, he says. And I'm like, gross, gross. Heidi walks out. He goes, hello, Mrs. Pratt. Hello, Mr. Pratt. He says back to him with her big smile. And Spencer said he planned this the day before they flew out. He was like, I knew exactly what I was doing. I wanted to plan this. And he just kind of keeps talking, and we find out Heidi's hungover. She, like, can't even focus. But they have a home video of it. Like, MTV wasn't there to record it. I feel like we definitely knew about this wedding. We just didn't know how it would play out. Because, again, this was, this was when forums were around, but it wasn't like Instagram. We had to watch us or look at Us Weekly to see if Spidey got married. But they are watching it on a little camcorder, which is kind of cute. But Heidi's like drinking her champagne and she says this is the best part of the wedding, holding her champagne. But she just goes, my mom is going to kill me. She's going to have an issue, I think. Spencer says laughing. And then Heidi gets up. She walks over and looks in the mirror and she's like just looking at herself and it's very dramatic. She knows that the Montag household is not going to be pleased with her. Now we are back in LA. This is the last scene of the episode it is Whitney getting dropped off at the airport, and while this is happening, Spidey is going to the airport. Like, it's two scenes just spliced together. But yeah, but Whitney is out of L.A. Spencer and Heidi are leaving Cabo married, and I guess we will have to see what happens, because you know what they say, the rest is still unwritten. Now, I have to say, The Hills New Beginnings is getting better. It's not like a great show. It's not the best show I've ever watched. It's still not as good as the original, but it is getting better. And I do have to say, the last two episodes, I've really enjoyed it. Apparently, last week's episode was one of the highest rated episodes since like the premiere all those years, like all those years ago. The season one premiere, which I thought was kind of crazy. And in my head, I was like, Spidey fucking did it. Spencer and Heidi trashed this show so hard. 
that it made people want to watch it. They fucking did it again. And Spencer and Heidi both said that they just recently like filmed some kind of pilot. I talked about it a few weeks ago. But it'll be like Vanderpump Rules, but with Pratt Daddy Crystals. And Spencer has said that he feels like there is a producer that has a conspiracy against him. Now, I don't know if he knows what a conspiracy theory is, because he could just say someone has a, like a vendetta. I think he's looking for the word vendetta, because he's like, you know, if, I don't get, if we don't get picked up by Paramount+, Plus, then I'm going to start exposing all these producers who make us look bad. And all I could think of was season six, because Spencer and Heidi got kicked off the hills. I don't know if people remember that. They got completely written off. And Spencer has stood his ground saying that a producer pushed Heidi after her surgeries. Now, there has never been anything filed against this producer. MTV has denied the claims. Spencer and Heidi also said that Heidi was sexually assaulted by a producer. Again, those claims were never brought to court. They were never anything other than a tabloid. But MTV also denied those rumors. Um, So yeah, Spencer seems to be upset but they're also getting a lot of ratings. And this last episode of The Hills New Beginnings, I can't lie, I don't remember like much of it. That's what sucks, is like if I start doing more of these recaps about The Hills New Beginnings, I need to watch the show and record it immediately after because very few things stick. So in this episode of The Reboot, Spencer says that he thinks Jason is still on drugs and then Brody brings it up during like the, the you know, the one-on-one with the producer and producer's like, that's not on film. So they started saying how the producers made it up and all this stuff. He's like, what have you ever heard a producer speak on the hills? Which is true, but they're trying to make the new, the, but they're trying to make the hills new beginnings different from the original hills. I mean, having like the talking head moments is enough of a difference. And Heidi got upset because during season three or four of The Hills, her brother died and they would not film the funeral. They were like, that's not what The Hills is about. So she was upset that Ashley got to like visit her dad's grave. She's like, I was always told that's not what The Hills are about. And again, The Hills is different now. Reality TV has changed. The way that reality TV is now is not the way it was in 2009. So I think Spencer and Heidi, although they are the fucking blueprints for entertainment reality TV, for villains on TV, I don't think they can really cross over into the new reality TV world. I really don't. I know a lot of people really love them and think they're very genuine. I do not think they're genuine. Do I think they're entertaining? Yes. But they've already said they're not going to come back for season three of The Hills. If there is a season three, I don't know if there's going to be a season three, to be totally honest. But I think that there is something happening. This is when they switch producers. So they ended up switching producers halfway through the season. And clearly this is a different producer starting all this drama. And I have to say, Heidi kept saying that Audrina and Ashley were talking a lot of shit about her. Now, nothing stuck out to me where I was like, ooh, like nothing in my mind was like, oh, that was bad. You know what I mean? It wasn't like they started a sick little rumor about her. Let me just throw that out there. Basically, what they kept talking about was her drinking. And I don't know, maybe she's being so defensive and she's like, I don't have a drinking problem. I don't have a drinking problem. I'm just having fun. I'm just letting loose because that's what you do on a TV show. I mean, I have gone to parties where I've gotten too drunk and I am sure my best friends have said to complete strangers that I don't know, wow, Kelly got really annoying and drunk last night. To me, that's not talking shit. Spencer said if anyone was to say that about him on TV, he'd fight them. 
If someone was to say to me, hey, you were annoying and drunk, I'd be like, you're fucking right I was. I'm sorry. That's kind of all you have to do. And I don't really know how this storyline has taken three episodes, and it seems like it's going to go on for the rest of the season. But again, I don't understand why, like, Pizza Girl, Caroline's there, poor Frankie Delgado, no words for him. He's not allowed to speak. And again, I really wanted to see how the pandemic affected his work life, because obviously he worked in nightclubs, and obviously all of those were shut down. Um, Brody, what's Brody doing? Oh, Brody is allegedly crushing on Audrina, which now he's dating a 24-year-old. So that is not real. <laughs> um, Audrina is being Audrina and apparently can't keep a secret, apparently talks shit behind everybody's back. I mean, I don't really know what's going on. Um, the Spidey podcast is absolutely insane. Uh, if you want to listen to like True Chaos, their podcast is it. They're so angry, so negative. Um, Sean Stewart was on an episode recently and that dude is such a dick. Like, let's be real. Listening to him speak, I was like, oh my God. Him and Spencer were convinced that he was supposed to be the breakout star of season two. They were like, he's filmed a ton. And and then Sean Stewart started talking about how he has three businesses in the works. I don't really remember what they are, but I do know one is called Legs or Eggs. No, Legs, I think. And uh, is it Legs? I, I think it is Legs. And he was like, it's going to be like Hooters except for your bottom half. And I was like, cool. Cool, Sean. Awesome. Um, but he just, he came off really bad. And one thing that actually really upset me in their uh, podcast episode, and I know it's because I'm sensitive of this, and no, it's not just because I dislike Spidey, but they were talking about alcoholism, and Sean was like, yeah, when I was in my 20s, I thought I was an alcoholic, so I went to AA. But I was like, no, I just like, I can have a drink and chill. And I'm like, then why'd you go to AA? But they start like kind of going... But they start like kind of going off about alcoholics because they're, of course, shitting on Jason. And they're like, you know, what happens basically is like you drink and you drink and you drink and you leave home. And when you come back, you're on crack and your wife is sleeping with another man. And it just it really rubbed me the wrong way. And again, I don't know if I'm just sensitive when it comes to addiction. And that is something I can 100 percent be aware of. I have had a lot of addiction in my family. I have struggled, I, I don't think I've struggled with addiction, but there definitely have been moments where I'm like, am I an alcoholic? Do I need to get myself in check? Um, but yeah, that really bothered me. Uh, they brought up the sex tape again this last episode, and I, I made a post about it, and people were like, well, maybe there was a tape. Listen, Jason was on record. There's a video of him talking to Perez Hilton, and Jason's a mess. Jason's super drunk. And he's like, no, there's no tape. There's never been a tape. And Prez is like, would you take a lie detector test? He's like, yeah, absolutely. And then Prez basically says, Spencer's the one who came to him with the story, um, not Jason. I don't know. It's just, it's tough. But obviously Spidey talking shit on their podcast is getting people to watch the show. And to me, I just think they need to lean back into the villain role. I really do. People love Spencer. And I feel like even if he leaned into the vic uh, villain role a little bit more, there wouldn't be anything wrong with that. Like calling someone else, someone out for not being sober is like a different kind of villain. You know what I mean? I just, I think that next episode's going to be really good. I also have to say Brandon Thomas Lee seems like very controlling and weird. He wants his girlfriend to like move in with him. And he's like, I want to spend all my time with her. I can't not have time with her. I'm obsessed with her. I'm like, okay. Like, to me, that's a lot. To me, that's actually a red flag. So many red flags this episode. Take a shot every time I say red flag. That's a red flag for you. But 
I don't know. He just, he seems so crazy and like a really aggressive boyfriend. And it seems like this upcoming episode, his girlfriend's like, I don't want to move in with you. And I don't know if this is when he's like, get those fucking cameras out of my face. But that's what we need on the hills. It can't be so structured. We need a little bit of messiness. So I get why Heidi drinking, like she wanted to party, bring it. But I would, I don't know. Last two episodes have been good though. Try not to get my hopes super up, but you know I like it. You know I'm starting to like the show, which means it's probably going to get canceled. And fucking Spencer and Heidi are going to have their own show on Paramount+. Plus. Now it's time to pop a bottle, let your body wobble. If you know that song, it's an Eminem song. I don't know what it's called, but that lyric pops into my head more often than I'd like to both talk about. So I wanted to start off with the Drama Queens podcast. I am obsessed with it. I absolutely love it. As you guys know, it was almost One Tree Hill biatch instead of Laguna biatch. One Tree Hill is one of my all-time favorite shows. I think Sophia, Hillary, and Joy are doing an incredible job bringing the show back to life. Not that it ever died out, but like kind of reclaiming it as their own because obviously there was so much shittiness in the behind the scenes with Mark Schwann that piece of shit. But one thing they kept talking about on this episode was how much they love Brian Greenberg. Now, if you follow me on Twitter, you know that I'm hashtag BG fan page. I'm a, I'm a fangirl for Brian Greenberg. Absolutely loved him as Jake Jagelski. Still love him as just Brian Greenberg. But Sophia actually said she was like, yeah, if he had a stayed, my life may have been a little bit different. And I was like, wait, wait, what? And she started talking about how she had such a big crush on Brian Greenberg and all this stuff. And I was like, wait, you're telling me Sophia Bush and Brian Greenberg could have been a couple? My heart would not have been able to take it. Let me tell you that. You know, I know he's with Jamie Chung. I love Jamie Chung. But like, maybe they should part ways so Brian Greenberg and Sophia Bush can be together. Because I think that's what Destiny wanted them to be. But Hillary was actually talking and she was like, yeah, I was told that Peyton and Jake were supposed to be endgame. And then Sophia Bush was like, no, I was told that you, that Peyton and Lucas were supposed to be endgame. And I don't know, it was a fun episode. It was really good. They talk a lot about how awkward it was for Hillary to make out with James Lafferty. And then they talked about how James Lafferty is actually such a nice guy and they couldn't believe it that he was playing the jerk when Chad Michael Murray was originally supposed to play Nathan. It was just, it's a really great podcast. Definitely give it a listen. I still have my fingers crossed that one day Sophia Bush will join the podcast. I'm not giving it up just yet. Again, it wasn't a no. It wasn't a firm no. It was a not now, which is probably a nice no, but you know what I'm saying. As I said before, I started watching Manifest on Netflix. I'm trying to watch more stuff because I'm very much like I will watch what I'm comfortable with because I don't want to get into a new show. But I also watched Knives Out, and I thought Knives Out was going to be like an overrated movie because everybody who's watched it is like, one of the best movies ever. I'm absolutely obsessed with it. Let me tell you, it was a really, really good movie. I was surprised at how much I liked it. I didn't think I would like it at all. In the ending, I went, I was actually like genuinely shocked by the ending. Um, So if you have the chance to watch Knives Out, watch it. And it's not my kind of movie. So again, I thought I was going to fucking hate it. The cast is so good. The storyline is so good. 100% recommend 10 out of 10 movie for me. And it's hard to become a 10 out of 10 movie if if I'm giving it the critique. I also started watching The Barbershop on HBO Max. And it's kind of like my favorite style of talk show. It's not even a talk show, but it's just a bunch of people, athletes, actors, um, sitting around a barbershop, kind of talking about their experience with life. The one I watched had Kid Cudi, Tom Brady, 
Um, Chelsea Handler was on it as well. And Draymond Green, who is of course an NBA player. So really good. It's just kind of like, I don't know. I always find it interesting to hear people's stories and their different take on things. Like hearing Kid Cudi talk about his onstage persona compared to who he is offstage. Also, I have a big crush on Kid Cudi and something weird. He's been allegedly dating Michelle Trachenberg for like seven years. I don't know if they've broken up, but they've been together for a really long time, if they haven't broken up. They're hard to find pictures of online. I've really tried hard to do that. And if you don't know Michelle Trachenberg, she was on Buffy, Eurotrip, and my favorite Georgina on Gossip Girl. Now, even though I'm mad at her, Taylor Swift released a song with Big Red Machine called Renegade. And in my opinion, it is a callback to her song, This Is Me Trying, from Folklore. It's a great song. Once I heard her describe like why she wrote it, I was like, wow, I really love this song. But I really feel like Renegade is like the opposite to that song. They could go together very well. And again, she still hasn't spoken, about, spoken out about Free Britney. So I am not super pleased with her, but it is a good song. As you guys know, I love the bold type. If you have not caught up on the bold type, I'm not going to give anything away. But I do think with the way they ended the show, it could come back. I do think that there is a chance that someday the bold type can come back because the last season of that show was like six episodes and that's not fucking right, okay? That's not right. But I do have a theory. I want to hear your thoughts on it. I feel like Jane and Kat are only friends because of Sutton. Because I do not think Jane and Kat would get along in the real world. And I know it's a show, and I know it's about, like, strong female friendships, but I really feel like Kat is, Sutton fr- is Sutton's friend, and Jane is Sutton's friend. <laughs> I know that Kat and Jane, like, moved in together and stuff, but I really think it's only because of Sutton. If you guys didn't know, everybody in the world right now is in Italy. And by everybody in the world, I mean a bunch of fucking celebrities are in Italy. Julianne Huff is there. Um, Sierra and Russell Wilson are there. Harry Styles and Olivia... Wilder there, and they haven't been spotted together in a minute, and I was kind of wondering if they fizzled out, but nope, they've been spotted making out all over Italy. Um, Who else is there? Just like a bunch of people. Jennifer Gardner's there with her kids. Um, Speaking of Jennifer Gardner, Ben Affleck and J-Lo are still keeping the pap walk strong. I knew that this weekend was going to be a big weekend for them. I knew that we were going to get a bunch of photos of them together, and I was right. I think I was talking to Lucy on the ground, someone from Instagram. I was talking to her, and I was like, Fourth of July weekend, man. It's going to be a big weekend for them. And I was 100% right. I do not think that they're going to be together forever, but I think they're a good couple for now. I mean, you got to love a PR relationship. They're here to entertain. They're entertaining us. I do think everything Jennifer Lopez does is for business. Not saying she didn't love A-Rod, but I think her and A-Rod together were good for business, if you know what I mean. So I guess we shall see what happens with those two, but they're definitely keeping the uh, paparazzi walks strong. Nick Cannon welcomed his seventh child just a few weeks after his like fifth and sixth child. Of course, he's had five children so far this year, and we're only seven months into the year. Holy fucking shit. Like, that's a lot of kids. And I, I don't know. I have nothing more to say other than that. Um... Yep, welcome baby number seven, Nick Cannon. Just pumping him out. (laughs) That's so gross. Another thing that Lord, the singer Lord that I love so much, she actually said her album, this came out a while ago, I forgot to talk about it, is only going to be downloadable. There's going to be no physical copies of her album, 
which I think is pretty cool. She's like, you know what? It's just going to end up in a landfill in two years. So whatever. Like, I'd rather just not give in to that kind of pollution and hurt the environment more. And hell yeah, Lord, we love the planet. Let's let's try and save the planet. Because right now, the ocean's on fire. And I'm like, how do you put in, how do you put a fire in the water out? Um, it's just, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? I'm sure you guys saw me post on my Instagram story, but Dan Schneider came out and he said that he is completely innocent. He has never had an inappropriate relationship. He does not have a foot fetish and all this stuff. I do not believe him. I feel like there have been a lot of stories. I mean, Amanda Bynes, when she was going through it, talked about how Dan Schneider did this to her. Um, Jeanette McCurdy from iCarly has spoken out about it. There have been a lot of people who talked about Dan Schneider and how creepy he is. And, you know, maybe he, maybe he never did anything to the kids exactly, but I do think he was inappropriate with them. And coming off of like Dan Schneider, I am going to do a Lou Pearlman deep dive. I'm excited about it. I talk about Lou Pearlman a lot. Um, he gave us a lot of great bands, but he's also fucking disgusting huming. Huming? Ugh. Who am I? Whitney adding G's to every word. But yeah, he is a disgusting guy. And a lot of people wanted me to do an Aaron Carter deep dive, but I am afraid of Aaron Carter. I know that sounds funny, but I really feel like if he caught wind of me doing any kind of deep dive... He would attack me online like crazy, and I really don't want to deal with that. Some other news, Zendaya and Tom Holland are dating. Um, there have been rumors for years about these two, but they were just spotted making out in his car, so congrats to them. I don't know what's in the water on the set of the Spider-Man movies, because I feel like the two lead actors always end up together. I can't remember if Kirsten Dunst and Tobey Maguire like really dated, but obviously Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone were together for a while. And now Zendaya and Tom are together. Um, short boy Summer. He's 5'8". She's taller than him. We love it. I would date a short guy. I've talked about that before. But yeah, I just want to say that. Just wanted to talk about them. The little, little Marvel Universe cutie couple. In some good news, I have been trying to do more good celebrity news. I know I've talked about that before. Um, this is not good news. This is just Blake, Shelton, and Gwen Stefani are officially married. Now, I thought they were married before. I know we talked about that when they first got engaged. I was like, these two have been married for like six years, if you were to ask me. They've been together for 10 years, married for at least six of them. But they got married over the weekend, very normal wedding, very, very traditional. So congrats to them. Um, I did see that Blake has like a really special relationship with her youngest son, which I think is really cute. Now for some good news, okay? Will Smith donated a bunch of money to New Orleans fireworks. And I just, it's good news, right? He's filming a movie there. They said they didn't have enough money to provide like a big fireworks show. So him and his production company ended up buying fireworks for the city, for the whole city to enjoy. I love Will Smith. That makes me very happy. Basically anything he does, like I just, I love him so much. I can't help it. Even like his relationship with Jada Pinkett Smith. I mean, it's not my business, right? Even though if maybe I'll talk about it, not my business. And then the rapper Kodak Black, he was in Florida and went to a housing community and delivered a bunch of air conditioners because obviously a lot of the country has been going through a heat wave and I just wanted to throw that out there. That is incredible that these people are giving back. And I will try and do more positive celebrity news, even though we do love the juicy stuff, right? Like, you can't lie. If it was all positive, you'd kind of be like, oh, 
you know what I mean? But don't worry, that's not happening. We will end on this note. In my opinion, this is a positive note. Counting On has been canceled by TLC. Fucking finally. How long did it take for them to cancel this fucking show? Obviously, the parents are disgusting. Um, The Duggar family. I'm not going to blame, like, the children or anything other than fucking Josh. He can rot. But I really feel like the parents are just bad people. They're dark-sided. Do you guys remember that wife swap episode? I think about it all the time. They're like, she's dark-sided. We do not need her money. She's a witch. She's a Wiccan. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google dark-sided wife swap. And apparently now that woman is like a really big advocate for LGBTQ people. Um, And it all changed because her oldest daughter passed away in a car accident a few years after wife swap. And she said that she felt like the gay community really rallied around her. So she goes to like a bunch of pride events and speaks and has changed her life completely. So... That's good news. That is good news. Look at I'm ending on a positive note. Look at me. Now let's talk about Britney. So I will tell you guys, I'm not some free Britney expert. That's why I had Troy on. I do feel like I've been able to catch up with a lot of stuff that's happened. Um, and since Troy and I recorded, a lot has went down. Jamie Spears put out a statement saying he loves his daughter, doesn't know why she's upset, basically. And I'm like, maybe because you're a piece of shit asshole. And we'll get into that in a moment. Jamie Lynn Spears also went on her Instagram story and went on a huge rant about how she supports Britney privately and how she does not make money off Britney and how she has supported herself since age 9 or 10 or whatever it is. She's like, I've been paying my bills since I was 10 years old. I'm like, Jamie Lynn, shut the fuck up. The only reason why you got Zoe 101 or all that or anything is because of Britney. So, yeah. But she has. she actually said she was like, Sorry I haven't acted the way a hashtag has wanted me to, but honestly, she could go to Mars or the jungle, whatever she wanted, if it made her happy. And I was like, listen, I want everyone to remember something. Britney Spears said her whole entire family has benefited off of her. She did not say, I want to sue just my dad. She did not say, I want to sue just my brother. She said, I want to sue my family. So when people are like, I think Jamie Lynn Spears meant it. No, she absolutely did not. Jamie Lynn Spears has a nasty little attitude. And again, people are like, well, you know, she was probably getting death threats. And she actually said like enough with the death threats. Do I agree with death threats? Absolutely not. But Jamie Lynn Spears is a nasty little girl. (laughs) Her attitude, like her bitch ass attitude was so nasty. And her sister said, hey, I want to sue my whole family. So we should believe Britney. We should listen to Britney. No one in her family is innocent. Not Lynn Spears, not Jamie Spears, not Brian Spears, not Jamie Lynn Spears, not Jamie Lynn Spears' husband, Jamie. So many motherfucking Jamies up in this bitch. I don't know why I said that. So yeah, a lot has come out, obviously. The man, Jason Alexander, who married Britney in Vegas. An alleged text message was leaked from him saying how... Jamie Lynn hasn't spoken to Britney in a year and all this stuff. And I'm just kind of like, can everybody stop fucking leeching off Britney Spears? Jason Alexander has tried for years to stay relevant. He will talk about Britney whenever he wants to. Like, he throws her name out there all the time. The dude has a record super long. He's not some good Southern gentleman. I had somebody be like, stop bashing him. He's a good Southern man. No, I mean, he has issues. Like, he has, he's been arrested a lot. He's had... 
DUIs. He's had domestic violence. Like, he has been arrested. And again, he's just someone who's trying to profit off the Britney name. Yes, he was spotted at a free Britney rally like last year or something. But again, he just does this to stay relevant himself. It's so frustrating. Even Kevin Federline, he went back on his statement and he said the only way he will let like Britney have custody if he, she goes through an evaluation and not full custody, like part-time custody or whatever it is. He's like, no, she has to have an evaluation to be with the boys and all this stuff. And what she wants is to not be evaluated and have her conservatorship end. She doesn't think she needs to be evaluated. She doesn't want to sit with anybody. She's like, I've already sat with therapists. She actually said she was glad that her therapist died. So you can only imagine how awful that was for her. She has gone on record just saying so much. And one thing that also came out was the night before her conservatorship hearing, she called the police saying she was a victim of abuse. And what happened? It does not seem like anyone has really looked into it. It doesn't seem like people are taking Britney seriously still. And it seems like the con, Team Con, as people call the conservatorship team, is just greasing the palms of the right people. And let me remind you, TMZ is not to be trusted. And it's kind of insane that Ronan Farrow, who wrote about Harvey Weinstein, he wrote a big piece about the Free Britney movement. And unfortunately, Sam Lefty is in it a lot. I'll talk about Sam Lefty in a bit. But in the article, he was like, yeah, they're going to try and make Sam, I cannot pronounce his last name. I'm not going to butcher his last name. Britney's boyfriend, they're going to make him look like the villain in this. That is what the conservatorship team wants people to believe. They want people to believe that Sam is a villain in all of this as well. Do I think he's completely innocent? I don't know. But it seems like he could be. He seems like he just wants to be with Britney and Britney wants to be with him. But TMZ ran an article today being like, Sam and Britney, Sam has never proposed. Okay. Do you think they haven't spoken about marriage though? Do you think maybe he hasn't proposed because he already knows that she's not allowed to like get married or have kids? Do you ever think of that, TMZ? Fuck off, TMZ. I'll always say you can trust TMZ with anybody but the Kardashians and Britney, and I just want you guys to remember that. Britney has been invited to speak before Congress because even Congress is like, wow, this is like a really, a really terrible ordeal that's happening. It's an abuse of power with the conservatorship, and it doesn't seem like anyone in the state wants to help her. I think I spoke this into existence last week, but Christina did come out and she had a beautiful statement about Britney and her friendship and how she believes that Britney deserves to be free. um, She deserves to have, you know, control of her own body. But I just, I feel like more stuff is going to come out. I mean, even during the Ronan Farrow New York Post post that came out, article that came out, we find out that Jamie Spears on more than one occasion has said, I am Britney Spears. What the fuck is wrong with this dude? If I ever see Jamie Spears, I don't care if you're 70 years old. It's on site. Same with Lou Taylor. And let's talk about something. Do you guys remember last week how I brought up Lou Taylor and Kim Kardashian? I was like, I've heard wrong, but I don't know. Yeah, it's starting to come out a lot more. It seems as though Kim and Chris were trying to get Kanye under some kind of conservatorship. Obviously, he's been going through a lot these past few years. And it looks like, allegedly, they contacted Lou Taylor to try and put him in a conservatorship. Because again, he, she, Lou Taylor's a woman, I'm sorry, has tried to put Courtney Love in a conservatorship, Amanda Bynes, Lindsay Lohan. And just so you know, Lou Taylor was like scaring Britney. Britney has actual written emails saying, this woman won't leave me alone. She's doing witchcraft on my front lawn. Like she was insane. And somehow 
her dad was like, yeah, this is the one. This is the one we're going to work with. Um, I think Lou Taylor is just as bad as the Spears family. And I know that the co-conservatorship has backed out due to Britney's wishes, which I was like, wow, one person listened to Britney. That's really awesome. But if you haven't read the Ronan Farrow article, I highly, highly suggest it. It's so disgusting. It's so insane that this person that we, you know, look up to, idolize, or maybe even like pity in a way. Maybe you felt bad for Britney even before you knew about Free Britney. I mean, her allowance was like $1,200 a week or something, which sounds like a lot. I know that is a lot, but not when you're making that kind of money. She had to fly to Japan in business class because her family would not pay for her to fly a private jet. I mean, for her own safety, she shouldn't be on like a business class kind of plane. Do I agree with death threats to the Spears family? No, I don't. I'm never one for death threats. I mean, as a Taylor Swift fan, obviously Swifties have completely lost their minds on certain things. Never here for death threats, but also like fuck the Spears family and fuck anyone who is involved in this conservatorship. Fuck Kevin Federline for just being Kevin Federline. Um, And Sam Lefty, it's tough because he has said like on multiple occasions how awful the Spears family is, and he's starting to, like, creep around again. I know he did Courtney Love really dirty. Courtney Love had to move to England because of him and Lou Taylor. So what I think was going to happen, I think Sam Lefty kind of wanted Britney to be in his own conservatorship. He wanted her to be under his wing so he could have control of her. So I don't think he's a good guy, maybe the lesser of two evils, but I'm still not here to like give praise to Jason Alexander or Sam Lefty for saying free Britney. Know who I think is going to end up talking. She dated someone, I believe his name was David or Daniel or something. They dated for a year or two. And I talked about it with Troy, but he came out and was like, yeah, the way they treat her is absolutely disgusting. Or one of her ex-boyfriends. It wasn't Jason, let me tell you that much. But all of a sudden, like, Jamie had videos of him kissing other women, and that's why him and Britney broke up, and there was a whole bunch of shit that went along with it, and he was like, yeah, something, something's not right with this family. I'm just, I'm going to keep putting it out there. Let's free Britney. Let's get her out of this conservatorship. I think that it is well-deserved. I think she has worked really hard to better herself. You know, she goes to AA meetings. I just, I want her to have friends. I, I want so much for her. And I think even more things are going to come out. But please remember, TMZ is not your source. TMZ is not your source for this one. They have always been against Britney. They've always been Team Con. And they're going to continue to make her look insane, make her look crazy. Oh, also the Ronan Farrow thing. I know I'm jumping all around. I'm sorry. I will have better notes. I will do a better job when it comes to the free Britney. It's just, it's so much and it makes me so mad. But I know I need to like type out notes so I can follow it. They confirm that she doesn't really write her own social media. Basically, they were like, yeah, we make it run without her. She'll send in some stuff and we'll decide what goes up. But but no, no, she writes all of her captions. I'm like, fuck off. No, she doesn't. As you guys know, she was in Hawaii over the past week. And uh, there were a lot of paparazzi pictures of her. And then some weird, crazy video came out where she was like, leave me alone. Give me space this is what you should be doing. And it was people marching to, oops, I did it again. Very bizarre. Do not think Britney's behind that. I think the narrative is to keep her as quote unquote crazy and make you think that she's not well when in reality she is. Um, I just, her next court appointment 
is July 14th, my birthday, and my only birthday wish is to free Britney fucking Spears.